Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is going on? You are now tuning in to the six man combo. Let's go. gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages i am your host tonight the six man k style and to my stage left as you already know the senator palpatine darcidious mad mike sports is in the building as always now I want to know how everybody's feeling today. I won't see some red and black in this chat. I won't see more people in here, but you already know. Mike, we got that special three three words for him. Take it away. What are the three words we got for him? Do I have any special words? Uh... uh that's, do do I? Yeah, I can take it. Sucky. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the real Ripley, real Ripley right now. <laughs> oh, so you're gonna be the eradicator yeah. today? The eradicator. <laughs> eradicate your ass. But. Like you said, we got the real roll call coming up in. As you already know, we shout out the members first, and then we get everybody else second. That's how we do over here. Um, like you say, y'all definitely make sure y'all go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't, as well as hit the like button and share. And today's roll call, um, we're going to kick it off with my main man, my main partner, the big ant. AFNs, big ant. Shouts out to you, my brother. And that's about it for the members right now. And let's go ahead and get to the rest of the chat. We got good enough people coming in right now. We got Sherman Wood in the building. We got what we got one of my ace kumbas, Joseph Thornton in the building, Bubba Gump. Tev Sports and Gaming, Wallace Smith, Charles West, Robert Ponder. Hey, we got Miss Pamela Johnson in the building. Oh, JB, D Coleman, ATL Leo, John St. Clair. We got Michael Walker, not that Michael Walker. And Trippy Gengar. With the therapist in the building as well as D Sloan. It feels kind of weird without the music. Mike, do you miss the music? Do I need to hire a new DJ? 
It feels weird. Hold on. What? Did you even listen to what I just said? I, I, like Maggie, Maggie up here sending me fifteen messages, and and like like I'm. It's hard <laughs> being a pimp. It's hard being a pimp. Like no man. She gonna put her foot up your ass about something. Yeah, she about Maggie about to kill me. So, yeah, but hey man, it's hey, like I said, I haven't. If y'all haven't gotten the opportunity to RSVP the red and black event, which is going yeah, to I be got July 22nd, I advise you if you're going to make it, get your tickets now. We trying to do the damn thing and we trying to do it right and we about to make it a whole part. But like I said, you gotta make sure you hit up Miss Maggie T for that, and, and you hit up uh, Mad Mike Sports on 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 the Facebook and Twitter side of the game for more information on that. See, there you go. E E Eventbrite.com, Atlanta Falcons of the Nation Red and Black Event. Like I said. <laughs> but but let's go ahead and get right into the event let's go ahead and get right into the show tonight um definitely uh man my sports how you doing today my brother i'm i'm fine i've uh i was watching some uh, some more videos on the Titanic. Like, um, I'm a historian. Everybody should know that by now. Um, if you don't, you know now. If you don't know, well, now you know. Negro, Negro. Um, and I, something I didn't know. I talked to you about this. I, I, something I didn't know about the Titanic. Um, these dumb motherfuckers didn't have how the hell do you not have the equipment to see to go out to see like uh, like i don't I, I don't how do you not have binoculars it's like when you go get on the boat you don't have a damn paddle you better have a motherfucking paddle on the canoe like that's that's what they it was like that so they did not have binoculars uh so they could see and then they going full speed into an iceberg field, no binoculars, going 120. Like this is just going 120 uh, uh, on a, a residential road. That that's essentially what they were doing. So I I it, I did not know a lot of stuff about the um, the Titanic that I'm learning now. Um, so it's. Yeah, that, that this whole situation is just like it, it's coming down to this. I don't know if I want to. I, I don't know if I want to be a billionaire because, like, I, like me, I I don't think about this as hard. Like, uh, especially when you're in your twenties, everybody want to be super rich, but like having that much money kind of puts you in a mentality where I am. 
Like I am inevitable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like nobody can touch me. I can buy whatever I want. I can, you know, um, I can have any man or any woman that I want. So I can put everybody in that mode. I can have every car that I want. I can have any, you know, I can buy the same pair of shoes so nobody else can have them type stuff. Like it puts you in that type of mindset where I am inevitable. So it, it makes you wonder if it is worth worth being a billionaire or it's worth being rich. So like I said, man, I don't it it's it's that's a unique situation uh that makes you think when you just look at the history of the Titanic, man. It puts it it puts life in perspective when you look back and say, All right, like do you really want do you really want to be rich? Do you know what come with that? Mm. <sighs> you know what? Uh, you know what? And basically what you saying about that, um, like you said, uh I've kind of been around the story of the Titanic since elementary school. Um, I remember we used to I forgot what damn pro that it was a program at my elementary school where they used to send us to another school to learn for the day. Mm-hmm. And we literally had a whole month's course on the story of the Titanic. And looking back at it, it's like, them is some cocky some bitches. I tell you that right now. I don't even like like that. That's bullshit right there, bro. <laughs> right. It, 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 like I said, it was it wasn't a tragedy. It was just pure arrogance. Mm-hmm. And this is what Mike talking about as far as sometimes a lot of folks folks that got a lot of money and Brian people said it best: <laughs> more money, more problems. That right there. That <laughs> more right there. Money, more problems. And definitely, and shout out to Brad Peoples. He said he got a. He said it's his birthday today, so everybody give a happy birthday. Shout out to Brian Peoples. Uh, uh, nigga, we don't sing around here because uh, we don't see happy birthday, but we definitely give you the um, <clears throat> a happy birthday. Shout out to my boy Brian Peoples. That's all one love. Like happy, said, birthday, happy birthday, fam. <laughs> Yeah, I just tell like that, man. I ain't, ain't singing no happy birthday. <laughs> I'll sing other songs, but happy birthday is not a song that I need to be singing. So that's what Miss uh, Maggie T is supposed to be in here for, to be singing happy birthday. But yeah, I, I ain't singing. I hell, I can't I sing. Not, not, not. Yeah, but going off, but yeah, but going off that uh, tragedy, or are they saying what happened with the submersible? Uh, I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't think nobody was in that goddamn submersible. I'm going to tell you right now. My conspiracy theorist brain is kicking in right now. But nobody in that shit. <laughs> it don't make sense. You controlling it with a game cast co- controller that you buy at Walmart for $15. You got six flat screen TVs and a fan you bought at Walmart at Home Depot. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Ain't no way. 
<laughs> I call cap on all Bruh, that. That's 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 ain't why I'm Bro, I know money. I know money causes problems, but damn it, ain't nobody that fucking stupid. <laughs> and if they are, bro, I don't feel sorry for them at all, bro. That's that's what I'm saying. Like if that if that if that really were if that really was the the, the details of how it went down, I'm looking at James Cameron and James Cameron say the same thing. It's like, bro, this is one of the most idiotic things that that. Like you really try to go underwater with this, this guy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like putting the damn, it's like putting bubble wrap, wrapping yourself in bubble wrap, and then thinking you're gonna go down to the bottom to see the Titanic. But like, what the hell is wrong with you? Bubble wrap and and and, and, and a, a PlayStation controller say, all right, I'm ready to swing. Right, like, it wasn't uh-huh. a PlayStation controller. It was a Gamecast Pelican or bootleg Xbox controller. <laughs> <laughs> Like, bro, what are you thinking? I I saw that. I was waiting. Bro, I swear to God, I was waiting for them dudes. I was waiting for those dudes to end up like, all right. Oh, we just, you know, I'm just playing, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, it never came. I'm saying, bro, wow. Are we serious? That man really did put the control. Hey, look, 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 D. Coleman, he, he, he's right there where I'm at with the conspiracy card part on Which, See, if people don't know what conspiracy theory means, it means it has some semblance of truth in it. They said they put the Ocean Gate news on everybody's feed to stretch out from the $6 billion account every U.S. did sending weapons to Ukraine. I'm a huge conspiracy theorist. Like me and K Styles, huge conspiracy theorist. Like I'm always looking for the left punch. You know what I'm saying? Left punch, so to speak. Um, and then, like I said, just some all that money on that. Like these, these are billionaires when it's on, and that's admissible. Like if you got a billion, look, I'm wrapping my damn billion dollars around me before I go down in my fucking Like, you ain't finna get me in no damn water like that. Like, you got say, to be bro, bro, You got enough money to have a have a replica of the actual ship built in your right. backyard. You got money like that. But, uh... No. But let but me yeah, get in this rinky-ass shit. Like, rinky-dink-ass shit. Like, let me get in there and we gonna... That motherfucker gonna get me down. I'm a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And you gonna tell me that you gonna give me a PlayStation controller? <laughs> That's a controller with a missable? Like, come on, bro! Yeah. Like, it, yeah, like, what do you even it. think about getting in? And Ted Sports Gamer here said a U.S. military submarine doesn't even go that deep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, I think um, we probably need to stop talking about this because YouTube's gonna turn. Yeah, into yeah, YouTube. we we yeah, but so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be scared. Like, yeah, that's all fake news, fake news, fake news. <laughs> and then, like I said, also unfortunate news too. Uh, like I said, NFL lost another former player, lost a former player, Ryan Mallet. Uh, say so drowned today. What the heck happened to that situation? I don't even know. I haven't even read the full details of it. But like you said, hey, like like this is what we always say, man. You just gotta be 
grateful in life and like I said don't take it for granted because you don't know when your time is up I ain't saying you gotta go out here and live like a maverick but like you said just whatever you doing like you said just don't take it for granted because like you said at 35 that's way too <laughs> <laughs> no, I wait. I'm, nah, I'm good on Kyrie. Yeah, I, I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I'm good man, on Kyrie. God, I, man, man, I still think that flat Earth theory is some bullshit. But whatever. Um, <laughs> right, that right there. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm good on that. But, but yeah, like I said, R.P. Ryan Mallet. Um, like I said, I know he was coaching high school recently so like i said we we gotta get more news on it actually i just found out about it right before the show started so um i really didn't come prepared as far as to let y'all know what happened but i thought i thought that was an interesting way to kick off the show like i said we're gonna get right into uh the meat and potatoes of today's show falcon fans so um let's go ahead and get right into it um as we already know the title of the show is uh we're doing another rookie oh man spotlight and it's fourth round pick clark phillips the third now if a lot of people don't know about well i know a lot of people probably already did the homework on it but right now but for those that haven't he was essentially one of the best corners this previous college football season. Um, what is that? A uh, player that, well, was it Mountain West? What, what division Utah playing with? The Mountain West? Like, yeah, the Mountain West uh, uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, uh-huh. As you already know, uh, he, they, they graded him as first round talent, but failed to the fourth round because of his size. And a lot of people don't know. He goes about 5'9, 181 pounds, which would be kind of small, especially dealing with how they, how these new wide receivers are nowadays. Mm-hmm. So. Mike, I want I want to get your take on how do you feel about Clark Phillips before we get uh, to the main question on it. How do you feel? How how do you feel about Clark Phillips as a football player? Oh, Pat Twelve. They uh, said Pat Twelve. Pat Twelve. I I, I, I got the question. Yeah, it's Pat Twelve. Okay. My bad. I don't know. Uh, it's just something when I think about Utah, I just think about mountains. So that's why I said yeah. mountain west. So only thing out there in Utah is mountains, Mormons, and orgies. That's all I can say on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sound so, about right. Sound so, about yeah, right. So, yeah, okay. So five people appreciate pre- appreciate you on the lookout on that. So I, I definitely appreciate that. So uh my <laughs> What's going on, Andrew G? We got Coach Unchained, Jew Talk Sports in the building. Like I said, you make sure you show my brother some love over here. So, Mike, what do you feel? How do you feel about Clark Phillips as a football player? Uh, he's the type of person when you look at him, um, 
the first thing that come to mind, it's like, damn, he little as hell. And then when you see him play, it's like, well, that's not what I expected. Um, that that's that's his skill set. That's who he is as a player. Um, you ever heard the term "big thing come in small packages"? This is this guy. Um, and you ever heard this term? You know, small guys had that Napoleon complex. Like this, this is this dude. Like he think he's twelve foot tall, but he's only five feet eight. And explosive mentality. He's physical, um, and that's 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 him. Um, we'll get in his cons, his pros and cons. But like those, that's the first thing that comes to mind when I see Clark Phillips play. Okay. Um, a Jew here says he kind of reminds him of Asante uh, Samuel. That he is a ball hawk mm. and he's fearless. A pretty good comparison. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Asante like Samuel wasn't a big guy neither. Hell, like you said, as Falcon fans, we already know about small corners. We've seen plenty oh, yeah. of them in Falcon uniform. Like you said, Brett Grimes is really the more recent one everybody knows, but people forget Kevin Mathis was a damn good corner for the Falcons. Yeah. He's a, yeah. Like you said, he may not have been the superstar at the corner position, but like you said, if anybody turned on those Falcon highlight tapes defensively, right around that 2001 to 2005 time, may have been that little small period of time. But Kevin Mathis was one of those guys who was an impact player in that secondary. That it was, he was one of those guys that nobody talked about. Like you said, Carl Phillips is like one of those guys. What I see on him, like you said, it's the it's the little man. But it's like he like you said, he plays bigger than what he is and he's not afraid of the moment. Uh-huh. And, and it kind of it, it, it's kind of fitting in on the program that they're trying to build here in the Falcons organization. And I use the word program because that's the word that Terry Fontenot uses all the damn time. He calls it a program. He don't call it a football team. It's a program. Uh-huh. And they're trying and they're, and they're trying to get guys in here that are willing to compete at every position. And this is one of those guys that will compete. Like you said, he's a ball hawk. I mean, like you said, he was one of the best, he was one of the best guys at takeaways at that corner position in all of college football the last couple years. So, hey man, they got them a damn good one. And Ju says he reminds him of Asante Samuels. I give you one better. And I and this is everybody's homework for tonight. And no, this ain't no 6:45 AR homework. We ain't doing that. I'm still getting emails from that. Right? I'm still getting DMs about that shit right now. <laughs> but I want everybody to go look up Antoine Winfield Senior. And when I see a guy like Clark Phillips, 
the game is the same. Like you said, they weren't the biggest guys. But the thing about it is, if they needed to hit you in the mouth, they going to hit you in the mouth. They not... <laughs> like I said, he he's not he he's not scared. Like he he's going to get up in there in the run game. Like I said, I ain't saying he's no um no dominant tackler, but he's not afraid to get dirty in that moment. Uh-huh. And it may and, and like you said, it, it's just the perfect fit right there. Like you said, you can bring bring him up as a nickel corner if he wins that job. You may put him as a backup on the outside. He could be a dime corner if you need him. But you've essentially got a guy that has first round qualities in the fourth round. <laughs> see, but see, see, south side, shut up. <laughs> you see what he's you see what he said? Said my lawyer's still supposed to be getting in contact with you. <laughs> Y'all see that? I'm getting sued over a trash raffle. Lord have mercy. Yeah, yeah. See, see, I said that, but, but remember, if you looked at the video, it was at your own discretions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Brian People said, I see a little Rondé Barber in his game too. That's a good one. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, the homework is legit, y'all. Like I said, y'all go take a look at Antoine Winfield Sr. and, and you'll see exactly what I'm I'm talking about. But Mike, you said you had some cons for, for him that you wanted to go ahead and talk about. Um speak on it. I guess he getting chewed. I guess he getting chewed out in the background. You don't want nobody hit. Well, um, <laughs> I'm always getting chewed out. says I think fellas will get some significant playing time and they have him listed at five foot ten. I say I was five nine, five ten, but like he's hey at the end of the day, man. You got your ball hawk over there and you ain't have to reach for it. But but one of the major cons that he does have though that we really that, that really kind of hurt him is despite his size he's not considered on the fast side of things like he's not as fast as what most people would want him to be but as we already know how this league is you don't necessarily have to be the fastest guy at the position you just have to know how to play the angles you have to know how to play the position. Like I said, technique will overcome speed any day. Hell, when you start off in the league, you got athleticism. About year four, year five, the technique and 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 the, and the mindsets behind it better catch up because if it don't, 
and that athleticism and that speed starts dwindling away, and you ain't nothing but a peanut, uh, empty peanut shell. Um, let's see. Tell says people say Mike Hughes getting that slot spot, but I feel it's gonna be D offered. He's getting a lot of praise on Clark. Just ain't gonna be a pushover comp. It's gonna be crazy. Still got Darren Hall and Cornell. Um, yeah, like I said, the the competition the competition is real heavy right then and there, and that and like you said, that is the benefit. That's going to benefit Clark Phillips because it's you're not going to put the pressure on him to be an immediate starter. Like I said, you're giving him the opportunity to learn and earn. Then you put that on t-shirt to learn and earn. Um, like I said, out like the offer played well for us last year. Like like you said, I wouldn't see him losing his spot right there. Cornell Armstrong has been like I said, outside of that Cincinnati game last year, and everybody knows that uh, Cornell Armstrong um, got bent over in that game by uh, Jamar Chase. But outside of that, he had a pretty consistent year for him from what they needed him to do. Right. And then, like that's why I said you got all these guys. Like you said, somebody's gonna get cut. It could be, like I said, it could be Darren Hall could get cut. It could be Cornell Armstrong that could get cut. Hey, it could be the offer that can get cut. We don't know. I mean, but they alluded really, to that that fact too that some good players are going to get cut. Some good players are going to get cut. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, but like you said, it just it, 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 it that's why we said the competition is going to be good. Iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. Uh. Like Red Swarm here says, and a lot what a lot of people have been saying in this chat is like I say he's he's one of those like guys that's in the classroom. You gotta be able to see it. I think with him that I noticed is that he sees plays, he sees a lot of plays before they develop. Um and and that is a sign that he studies the game. Um, anytime you see a player move into a spot before a ball is thrown, he he he's been studying the game. He knows his assignment and he studies the game. Those are the players that you kind of uh, gravitate to as a coach and 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 a um, you know a scout. Um, right. And I mean a scout, not like Thomas Demetrius. I mean a real scout that he ain't looking for people to run fast uh, in gym shorts. Um, but Clark Phillips is, is that type of guy. He moves before the play develops. Uh, he he gets to a spot. He rushes. It's like Ed Reed. A lot of times, Ed Reed was moving before the play even started. Like, you can already see him running into a spot. You can see guys like him and Palomalu. They was always running before the ball even was thrown because they knew exactly what was coming before it started that's Clark Phillips he's that type of player so it's like you look at his frame 5-9 you know 5-10-5-9 say you know he these guys are already um, 
they already know what's going on. So it's hard to fool those types of guys. Um, but as far as his cons is concerned, I think he's one of those guys that he doesn't have a lot of signs. He's super aggressive, but he definitely can he'll run himself out of play because he think he sees something. He'll he'll see it or he'll overrun it or he thinks he sees it and he'll get beat. You know what I'm saying? They'll run a variation of a of a play that he's been studying. He'll see it. He'll make the right play. But there are a lot of teams, and especially in the NFL, this is where DBs have to learn. You got to be patient with jumping routes. He's going to get beat on plays. Like a lot of those double moves, like Stefan Diggs, uh, Trayvon Diggs, whatever the motherfucking name is, on them damn dig boys. Uh, but he thinks he see things, and he'll 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 be susceptible to a lot of double moves. So that's what Clark Phillips is gonna have to worry about. Worry about is those getting beat on those double moves because he's super aggressive. So basically, what you essentially saying is based on like based on what you just said is something like like he may be susceptible of trying to overthink. Overthink. Yeah. Mhm. Sounds like that. Sounds like a lot of people out here, out here in the streets right now. We need, <laughs> and I know I, I'm I'm susceptible of doing that as well. Is sometimes mm-hmm. overanalyzing things. Mm-hmm. You know, and, putting myself in a jacked up situation even more mm-hmm. just flowing but but like you said it, it is when, when he gets when he gets enough of the experience like you said he's not he won't he shouldn't be he shouldn't be susceptible to those double moves like that because lord have mercy as Falcon fans oh We've seen that quite a bit, especially Mister Twenty Three. Oh, you talking about a uh, uh, pissy flag? Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Mister Flags himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Even before that, Jason Webster. Jason Webster. Travis Jackson. Chris Owens. Collins. Collins wasn't as bad as those guys. And like I said, the thing with Robert Alford, and they, they, uh, woman, shut, shut the hell up. Oh. <laughs> you don't say, uh, you ain't say nothing while he's be talking. Good grace. <laughs> but, um, nah, that, nah, I need to go cut that off. I accidentally had a GPS on and stuff earlier. I had to go do something, but I thought I cut it off. But like you said, that's kind of like Robert Offer, and that was Robert Offer's problem, and that was just one of those things where he never adapted to that. Like you said, when he got the opportunity to be the the number one corner when Trufant went out, he did pretty good. But then when they, like you said those weakness, those cons, those glaring things 
got more of a spotlight on him. It was the fact that he didn't trust in his own ability with where he will always start holding people. And that's why all the flags started coming out. Mm-hmm. You know what? Hold on. Hold, hold, hold on. <laughs> oh, Come damn. Out. But, uh, Get West on <laughs> Well, go ahead and head with this, Go ahead and head with Yeah, let me let me let me go ahead and handle this. Handle yeah, this yeah. <laughs> All right, goddamn GPS. Um, <laughs> Shut your <ass> up. <laughs> um, the have been doing their thing, but talent has improved. Uh. Yeah, I saw D offered as a guy that's going to be on the bubble. I think he'll end up making it, but he, D offered, you have D offered, um, Darren Hall. Um, I, I, everybody's saying Mike Hughes, but I don't think Mike Hughes is going to be one of those guys. I think he's a Jerry Gray guy that's going to end up making it. Um, but like I said, I mean, D offered, Mark Schumann's all those guys to make a to make a, 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 a you know a solid contribution. But like I said, it's going to be interesting in that DB room, man, because it's 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 full and they don't have a ton of linebackers. So um, I think they're going to be heavy with DBs, though. I mean. Because when you really look at it, yeah, you gotta have depth. You gotta have depth in that corner spot, really. And it's the crazy thing is we always talk about having so much depth at edge rusher, and you can't have enough pass rushers and stuff like that. I think the Falcons learned a valuable lesson this past season where you need depth at the uh, uh, corner position because you don't know what the hell is going to happen. Uh-huh. Well, we had like four corner, corners hurt in one game, bro. So you had AJ Terrell who was out. Then you had uh, Casey Hayward who got, who got hurt in that same game. Then who, 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 who the other one that got um. Darren Hall uh, got hurt. I I be- was it Darren Hall? I believe it was. Yeah, I right. believe it was. I don't remember seeing him. Yeah. He may have been. Yeah, he may have been played, but I think we had like three three corners out out there that game. Could have been four. And yeah. And, 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 and you wonder why uh they went for four touchdowns and went for four passing touchdowns in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they not they're not trying to go down that road again uh, uh, of getting caught slipping with no corners. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was Eric Harris too. That's what I think who it was. May have been Eric Harris. I think oh, he got oh, oh, Mr. Blow the Spot Up. That, that's, mm-hmm. that's right. <laughs> oh boy 
Oh, shout out. Oh, def, def, <laughs> like I said, definitely shout out to my homie right here, Mr. Benny. Don't miss. <laughs> like I said, got some things coming up with him as well. Um, yeah, that's one of my that's one of, that's one of my player partners from a long time ago. We talking about almost fifteen years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but them damn near diaper days. No, uh, first job at the airport now. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely remember them times. Yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all, nah. But, but, uh, yeah, that's definitely gonna be something that they don't want to be a part of. Like you said, you don't want to be caught with, 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 with your, with your drawers down in your ankles, uh, with no corners. But the thing about it is, uh, I'm gonna ask you a question, Mike. So, how many corners do you think that they're going to hold on this roster for 2023? Uh, anime, kill it. I'm talking about old asses, girl. You older than us, so you better stop playing. <laughs> oh, <fuck. All> right. <laughs> so, uh. Oh man, how many corners? Um, I don't think six is enough that you keep corners. So I'm saying about eight to ten, man. I know that sounds insane, but just considering how the Falcons lost and they lost a lot of corners at a period of time, so I think that's why you got a safety in Richie Grant that can, you know, he can play a little bit of corner himself. That slot, so um, I say eight. I say I say eight is the magic number up to eight to ten. Uh, because you got to look at it, they like you have Nathan Landman, you have obviously you have Troy, and you have Michael Walker there. Those are essentially your guys. Caden Ellis is, is kind of a wild card, he can play a little bit of middle. Um, but outside of that, you don't have a lot of linebackers. So with that, I think they're looking to turn guys like Richie Grant to kind of a, a, a slot corner. He can play slot corner in both, obviously, both safety positions. And the same thing with Jalen. Jalen can play both safety positions, but you can kind of put him in a big nickel um, because him and, you know, Jesse Bates, um, those guys, um, obviously Jesse Bates is going to be in. He's going to earn that $23 million. So he's going to be in there. Uh, but I say about eight to 10 corners. So you and Wallace kind of got the same same idea here about 10 secondary guys. Mm hmm. That's a, that's, that's a, well, no, nah, that's about average when you really think. Mm -hmm. about it. That's about average. That's about the average. <clears throat> but, the, but definitely, like you said, as long as you have quality guys at mm -hmm. those ten positions, that right there, what you just said, <laughs> that, that, it's all about quality. Okay? Quality, <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> and anime still in here talking shit. Talking about I look good. What's y'all excuse? Me? Man, I always look good around here. Goddamn it, woman. 
No, man. I ain't, I ain't got to look good. I got to. Never mind. Hey, hey, look. <laughs> I got a full. I got a full arm. I'll just say that I got a full arm. See, there you go, Mike. There you go. Hey, hey, he tried. Look, he embarrassed me with it, man. So I might well use it now. Shit, <laughs> that man got on. That man got on live and just embarrassed Mike like that. God damn. <laughs> but you know that. You know that. You know that. That's the OG. OG got. He he got embarrassed one time. <laughs> It just embarrassed me. <laughs> manscape, company, that, man. Manscape, that's definitely a manscape moment right there. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that man did me like that. Golly, bro. But like I said, y'all, like I said, y'all make sure y'all hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe <laughs> and subscribe and, 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 and help and, and help help my homie out right there. Uh, he do kind of the music reviews, reactions type thing. I don't know why I want to take Benny the Butcher when I see it, man. <laughs> he, yeah, he said he do he he does gaming and he do like um new like music reactions and stuff like that. So. And the people's right there, but um, <clears throat> by that being said, how much playing time do you think he needs to have in year one in this defense? I say between, I say in the first four games I'll say about five to ten percent those the snaps by five to ten percent of the snaps which is it be about somewhere between you know about ten snaps a game um I don't it and it's all predicated on him not him not being up to speed as far as the preseason is concerned if he plays I like I'm 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 basing this off he's the average cornerback. Because most cornerbacks, you have to be dang near elite, you know, right out the gate or have, you know, special skills. Not saying that he doesn't, but if he doesn't, he come out as the average, I'm saying about ten to fifteen snaps a game in the first four games. Just to give him you know, get him up to speed as far as how the game is. And then around, you know, 10, the 12, by the, the 12 range of games, by the 12th game, give him about 50% of the snaps. But like I said, you always want to bring him along slowly. Like one thing I, with Dean P that I respect with him is that you never want to give, just throw a rookie out there before he's ready because you can ruin his career. You know what I'm saying? It's like, let the game slow down for him. Give him a little bit more. Once you start paying up to speed, you give him more. So it's like, you don't want to come in like, like, like if baby, you don't want to get a baby the whole damn bottle. You know what I'm saying? You don't want her, her or him to end up, you know, giving them baby food and he's barely two weeks old. It's like, slow the freak down, right? The baby barely know how to do anything. Can't even crap right. Y'all want to give him the whole bottle? Like, no, give him a give him a little bit here and a little bit there when he's ready. And I think that's what a lot of 
players for sure. I know a lot of play uh, fans. They want to just throw guys out there and say, "Oh, let's see if he's good enough." Or he may not be ready. So, I say about ten to fifteen snaps in the first four games to kind of get him acclimated to the speed of the game. And that's like, and that's the equivalent of you know third downs. Like every third or fourth down, you put him in there. Um, they'll get those ten snaps every third down or so like that. Third and long. So he may not he may not even get ten. He may get like five or six snaps in those third downs, third down and long situations during the course of the game. Again, just to get him acclimated to the, the speed of the game, and then you steadily increase off that. I like that. It's it's almost like baseball when you come in, you had those righty lefty matchups. You know, you bring the lefty to pitch the lefties. You bring the righty to pitch the righties. It's like I, I, it's it's almost like that. So you just steadily increase once. All right, you can see they can handle fifteen pitches. All right, let's let's, let's give them ten more pitches. Let's give them twenty five more pitches. So, so it's like steadily increase based you off how he fought. You you literally just gave me a, a fantasy baseball nightmare just with that statement. <laughs> I don't know if any of y'all ever did it, but uh, fantasy baseball is the devil. I have never played that. Either, <laughs> man. Bruh. No. 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 <laughs> You said you've never played fantasy baseball. I've never before? played fantasy baseball. But I played. But I, I, I did one year. I gave up after the first week. I said, "Man, fuck all this." Shit. <laughs> 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 because first of all, because because first of all, when you're drafting pitchers. You better make sure you got some pictures that you got to take into account is, okay, is this guy good in day games? Okay. Is this, they, they got uh, analytics all that stuff. Is he good at day games? Is he good at home? Is he good away? Is he good at night games? Oh, oh, against certain lineups like this. Um, he doesn't do well while certain lineups over here he has to do it. You have to take account for all this stuff, and this is just the pitcher part of, uh, of it. So, think about you 162 days, 162 days of this. Oh, you got 150. You gotta do that. It, oh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just want to set the lineup and you do the rest. I ain't. <laughs> Well, damn that boy! I ain't trying to do all that. <laughs> look, look, look! You think? Look, I'm about to say, I'm about to say, Shohei Otani may be the only pitcher you might want to have because at least he DHs. <laughs> right. <laughs> at least, at least, at least he's a, D, a DH, so you can pretty much play him damn near every day. But if you got a Max Freed or something like that. Well, you know, Max Freed only going to pitch every five games, so you better have a backup plan behind that. <laughs> and, don't, and, don't, and don't get messed up and all all, all of your pitch, all your starting pitchers have to pitch the same damn day. You got a choice to make. Well, damn. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that yeah, that already gave me a headache. I'm already brain, yeah. my brain already scrambled just listening to that. Like I said, then you got to find out what position players you're going to get. Do they do good against lefties? Are they good against righties? Do they hit well at night? Do they hit well in the day? Are they good in back-to-back games? Like I said, you got to take account of all of it. I'm like, nah, bro. Just give me fantasy football. Um, (laughs) Do my lineup once a week. Leave it the hell alone until I hear some breaking news about somebody getting hurt. I've already got a preparation plan for that. So, and fantasy basketball ain't bad neither because I could I, I I could set my whole lineup for a whole week and, and, and just leave, leave it be. I never I I played, but I haven't played that in so long. <laughs> John St. Clair said, I tried doing fantasy baseball pre-internet. God bless you. Oh, boy. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Oh, my goodness. All right, Mike. Mike, go. I mean, go, go, go in. Go in and continue conversation. I need to look something up right now. Oh, so God. I can get you to so we have you can go ahead and read a couple comments oh I forgot about Etheridge Etheridge is another guy uh, at linebacker you keep I think the thing too with the Falcons linebackers um, we have guys like I said Kate Ellis and then you have um, D'Angelo Malone. He's another one of the guy that that been sitting in the middle. Like he played a little middle linebacker last year, and they're gonna be in those positions where you're gonna need his size because Ryan Nielsen is another one of those defensive coordinators like to blitz his his linebackers. And obviously, D'Angelo Malone has the uh, the size and the speed and the athleticism to be able to play in the middle. Um, so he's going to blitz him. And then with the defensive line, with David on your model, who's going to dominate on the run game with his physicality. He's a little bit more phys- physical um, with his hands than Grady Jerry. Like, Grady Jerry is a little bit more uh, quick, quicker strong but he's a little bit more uh quicker with his hands and whatnot but david on your mother he's dominant with his his hands so he's a little bit more physical so you you can get away with playing a day uh like a d'angelo malone in the middle um and i i don't think dorian etheridge is going to make it and him and nathan landman i i could be wrong but i don't see him making it um because I think they're going to keep a lot of DBs. Like, for whatever reason, I, th- I think the DBs for this team, um, a lot of DBs are going to be used as linebackers. Uh, and that's why guys like uh, Jalen Hawkins is going to be uh, uh, a guy to kind of keep an eye on also um, in that big nickel situation. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't see I, – I, I really don't see – Nathan Landman, like I said, I could be wrong. I don't see Etheridge making a team. And if they do, 
Um, it be on the premise for me that one of them, the like our our linebackers is not getting it, and that guy who may not be getting it is Troy or Mike Walker. If they make it, Michael Walker is pretty much ass. That's what I'm saying. So if Nathan Atman is on his roster, if Dorian Etheridge is on his roster, Michael Walker is pretty much ass. Mm. And and yeah, John, like I said, it's all it's all predicated off speed and physicality. Like like I said, with Ryan Nelson, he likes to use his linebackers in those A and B gaps. So they can play off Grady and Onyemata. That's how he used his DBs up front um, when, when um, he was with the Saints. Saints always used their linebackers in their A and B gaps, and they would stunt off of them occasionally, and they would send them off the edge. That's how Caden got a lot of his sacks. Damn, but I, I think... My bad, my bad. I'm sitting mm-hmm. here reading the thing. I didn't know. Well, luckily, I didn't play this fantasy baseball damn league. They got a salary cap league. <laughs> yeah, give me some crack, bro. I'd rather smoke the crack. I'm not doing that bullshit. A salary cap league? Nah. Hell, I get I, I get tired of... I, I have hard enough time budgeting in each goddamn money. You want a salary cap league? The hell with that shit. Yeah, so yeah, my bad. Um so I guess we go ahead and do Q and A now. Uh yeah, that yeah, yeah, just thinking about that fantasy baseball thing that just fried my brain right now. Um Josh said if you could make one move before the season start, what would it be? Get rid of Josh Gillum ass. That's the first thing I do. Cut your ass. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Um, I know probably I, I I know I'm gonna get slapped for this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, Deep in this one, yeah, yeah. I I don't like throwing out scenarios before thinking. Yeah, I I like to use my brain. Now you don't got a lot of content creators don't like to use their brain sometimes, so they just say shit and they not they don't they didn't really even think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my guys, I'm just I'm just we just chilling, bro. You know we love you. Um. I'm I'm gonna say this. I'm going to keep um Felipe Franks because I think you need three quarterbacks. I mean, technically we still do. We uh, we still we got three quarterbacks. We got three quarterbacks and like he's that wild card that because anything can happen to to Desmond, God forbid, but it's like Desmond, and then you have Heineke, Taylor Heineke, he made, you know, spraying the toe, you know, cooking in the kitchen like D'Angelo Hall. Um, that's a whole nother story. Um, oh, my God. 
I believe the game is traded up out of here. <laughs> but anything can happen, man. That man sprained his toe making uh fresh toast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how you how you tell your whole Achilles in the kitchen, bro? Like what the fuck are you right. doing? Look, look, doing look. jumping jacks off the stove or something? Like what the hell? Right. See, I'm see the see the reason why it's so funny because I know for me, bro, I, bro, I threw my back out yawning, nigga. So I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I right, look, look, I'm at that age right now that eating sudden move and surprise <laughs> very physical. It's like, it's like when I'm not working, it's like sudden movements is going. <laughs> Damn. Oh no. <laughs> he just he, he just moving picky and turn his whole thing. <laughs> in your life where you throw your back out just yawning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just remember I just said I don't I don't know. I was just tired of here, but I just I just Ooh, that did hurt. That wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, too, yeah. Too much physical labor, boy. That thing take a toll on you. I ain't know it's gonna take a toll on me like that. But that's the move I will. I, <laughs> that's the move I will. <laughs> I is um, obviously have Felipe Franks at that quarterback position. I don't think you could I, like me, especially now. The quarterback have to have that ability to play several positions and do different things. So I, I think you keep Felipe Franks. A lot of people say, "Why are you got him now?" Well, again, things happen. Well, we you're you're going to need a quarterback at some point in time. Like I said, if, if something happens, you know, doing, um, you know, Tyler, uh, Taylor Heineke, well, he, you know, may sprain his ankle in practice or something. And then, like, you down to no quarterbacks if you end up cutting Felipe. So, I, like, uh, I know he's not a popular guy. I know he's, he's never going to throw for 5,000 yards or anything like that. But you have to have guys, like, Everybody saying in the chat that does it all. You need those types of guys. That's what they have with New Orleans with Taysom Hill. He played tight end, running back, fullback, quarterback. It's like you need those types of players. So I'm keeping Felipe. And when if it come down to cutting a guy like Frank Darby, and this is nothing against Frank Darby, but Darby is just a receiver. You're going to need quarterbacks is one of the most important positions and I don't even like using that but you need a quarterback you have to have more than two quarterbacks on 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 your on your entire roster and that's including the, the practice squad mm. well I know I know the NFL done passed that rule where your third string quarterback doesn't take up a roster spot I know you still got Logan Woodside on the team. But remember, he got Julio Jones' number. Which oh, did he? I didn't know. I thought they cut him already. Oh, and they cut him. Yeah, they cut some other quarterback. Uh, oh, they were Austin Um 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 whatever his name. I don't know. Uh, hmm. 
Miss uh, Miss Pam, she said, "Shit, Troy Anderson can be your emergency quarterback." <laughs> nah, I want him running through brick walls. <laughs> hey man, shoot! Hey, you never know, man. You might hey, see. You never know. You, <laughs> you never might know. See his ass throw a pass out there this year while y'all fucking playing. I, I, he, will, he will do that. It, it's gonna be a goal. It's gonna be a goal line package where they got Troy Anderson lining up at fullback, and they run the fullback dive fake quarterback jump pass touchdown to Kyle Pitts. I'm telling you that that play is <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> nah, I, I did it. Think that's coming. I really think that's coming. That is coming. I can. I look. I'm all. I already see that play coming. They they throwing up. Mm-hmm. A Troy Anderson jump pass in the red zone is going to be in the playbook somewhere. <laughs> oh, um, I thought you were coming. Oh, man. Moves that I would make before the season start. Mm. That's tough. That's. Yeah, that is tough, man. I, I I don't know. I think we good. That's that's one of the main reasons. I think we're good. I don't think you need. I mean, with the exception of, like I said, depending on how Michael Walker. If Michael Walker um doesn't perform as well we think he should, and and like I said, I'm not just picking on him. It could be Darren Hall. It could be anybody. But it's like those types of instances like for me the linebacker position is probably the most um position that's that's uh because i think we're good at safety i think we're good at corner um linebacker position like like i said if if, if troy is kind of you know slow if michael was slow i think you bring in a guy like rashawn evans you know a veteran uh, linebacker, you can kind of bring him back on a little small deal, but it's obviously that they don't want him because if they wanted him, he would have been signed by now. So I don't think that happened. But like deals like that, I think familiarity will end up. Um, I know people probably thinking like we can resign Julio or something like that. Like I, I, I just don't see it. I don't see a need to go out and do. You know those types of things right now. It's like the sign a big free agent or uh, a free agent with a name. I think the uh, the Falcons are good because you got a guy like Carlos Washington Jr. Um, they signed to that deal where he's making with nine two million dollars um, for backup. So they they have a bunch of guys that they are trying to develop for that system in the back. So I don't. I, I think we good, man. I think we good. Yeah, I heard um, some goofy ass shit. I heard some goofy ass shit. Excuse me, kiss that, but I heard some goofy ass shit from them Panthers fans early day. Wait, what? Motherfucker said they, they, they motherfucker said that they happy with the, with the defensive line outside of Burns and and uh Derrick Brown. But I, I, I can't think of any. I'm looking at their roster like. I can't think of anybody that's like, all right, that's gonna give us problems. Listen to who you just said. Yeah, you're right. last time we had 
one of them on here. Yeah. Uh, he, he 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 dipped out after he got called out for um exposing thongs for Bryce Young. <laughs> he paid. He paid for he, it. He paid for it, so he prostituted himself for Bryce Young and got mad because we still had the receipt. Uh, oh, we keep doing receipts too. Oh, uh, let me see. I, I'm I'm trying to think of one. It, it's kind of like I say, it's tough. Uh, Everybody talking about the, he said the center trading for a center, trading a sign the center. It's like that man didn't give up no sack last year. Yeah. If I'm thinking, I think yeah, he really gave. I don't yeah, think I don't, yeah, Dalman didn't give up no sacks. It's like yeah, he made mistakes as far as the, the snaps concerned, but like he was a dominant center last year, and I mean that dominant. It's kind of interesting that as soon as Ritter got in the game, all the snap issues went away. That's they went away. Him. Yeah, he was very good. <laughs> it, it went away. So, like I said, I think they're going to ride that wagon. I don't think they're going to really sign no no center like that. Um. Y'all also have to remember they did draft the backup center. Well, backup center slash guard and Javon Gwynn. Gwynn, yep. But it, it, it's hard because that's why I said this roster is that much improved where you really can't see where you need even the wide receiver position. But like a lot of people saying, we 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 what we do. As far as our pass game is concerned, we 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 have pass catches. We don't worry about positions. Mm-hmm. If you can catch the ball, we'll find a way to get you the ball. Full back, half back, wide receiver, tight end, even offensive lineman. Like we'll find a way to get you the ball. So we have pass catchers. That's that's the thing too. People say, Well, you don't think you need a wide receiver? No, because we got CP. CP complete wide receiver running back. And we know what uh, Tyler Algier. I don't know why people sleeping on Tyler Algier, but continue to do it. Um, but he can catch the ball out the backfield. You saw towards the end of the year with Desmond Ritter in the game, he he caught passes out of the backfield and he did quite well with it. And that's the thing with you know with Marcus Mariota that I see with Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter is vastly um, just a better quarterback as far as the chemistry and the flow of the offense he gets that ball out of his hand quickly into those playmakers hands so they can do damage in that the yak and rack yards mm. yeah so so like I said the, 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 the most that I could really think of is damn this is the first time K Styles has a brain fart on live the live air. I've never seen him have a brain fart on live because really the only thing that I could really think of is personally I probably like like the closest thing I said is I probably like like if I was to cut anybody, it probably 
would be Felipe Franks only because of John New Smith. And you have to remember, you still got John Fitzpatrick in there who's on that. Um, yeah. So it, that's why I say it's tough. Like you said, I look, look, I look, I, I, I could say, I could say worse. I say shit. Cut ties with Jalen Hawkins. Shoot, that, that's about the second Ooh. thing I was. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, Wallace Smith here says uh, people are sleeping on Hollins as our wide receiver too. Oh, they can they can sleep on the hey, I about to say let them sleep. Like you, mm-hmm. said, you don't you don't need like you said if if people are expecting Mac Hollins to be uh. A, a, a seven, eight hundred yard receiver as a wide receiver too. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> uh, let me ask you a question. Do you know who the Kansas City Chief number two wide receiver is? Right off the rip, just right off the top. Yeah, shit. I probably have to say Sky Moore. All right. So what about Dallas? You know they number two. Right off uh, top, just oh, right, right off, off top. Oh yeah, right off top. Yeah, they number two wide receivers. Uh, IR. <laughs> what about what about uh Green Bay? You see how it, it, I'm, a, it, brick, it, a, a brick of cheese? That, that that's all I can think of. <laughs> but that's the thing. Everybody be like, everybody want the Falcons to have number two, but like right off top, we don't even know what everybody else number twos are. Mm-hmm. Now you I see, it's a, we everybody have the expectations as far as what the Falcons' offense need to be. But when you look at other teams, the other teams, you can't even right off the top. I don't really know who the Dallas Cowboy number two is. Yeah, yeah. Every year they damn number two wide receivers on high. Yeah. High. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless you talk, like you said, well, yeah, you talk about just straight wide receivers. Yeah, like you said. Mm-hmm. Just wide receivers. Like it's it's <clears throat> Actually, when you think about it, a lot of teams don't really have a big name. Exactly. Exactly the point. That's exactly the point. You don't have it. There's not a lot of big name number two. Outside of Tampa Bay. I agree Mm -hmm. with Tampa Bay. um, Even Cincinnati wasn't Cincinnati, you know Cincinnati they, uh, I, I forget that um mm-hmm. like you said ain't too many teams that really have like legit number twos like that but like you said the main thing is they just guys that just go out there and do what you're supposed to be doing okay Philly okay Miami got yeah Jalen Waddle yeah like you said it's it's not like I say it's not even a whole league it's like maybe five to ten teams that got number twos that where you like, okay, that dude is a playmaker and he's consistent. Mm-hmm.
like you said, Cincinnati, Tampa Bay, Philly, Miami. Like said, there's not a lot of things. Kansas City. Um, like I said, it used to be the Steelers, but uh, that they Steelers may sneak up in there because Deontay Johnson is he has been stepping up the last couple of years, and of course, everybody knows George Pickens. Right. 49ers. So yeah, it's about ten teams. And oh, Jaguars! You say Ridley and Kirk? Yeah, it'd be until until they add Ridley to run that dig route. You gonna find <laughs> real quick? You gonna be number two? Boy. <laughs> man, you uh, boy, you unforgiving, bro. God damn! <laughs> <laughs> then run that five yard dig route. Oh, that motherfucker gonna turn into a wide receiver four right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Let me see. Got about a few more minutes. Got a few more minutes. Hey man, got any more questions? Let me say, get a couple, get a couple more minutes in. If anybody ain't got any more questions, we can go ahead and um, go ahead and start winding the show. We start closing the door on the show tonight. Um, shout out to the Don for that one. Tyler Lockett is not exactly a number two. He's a slot. Now we're just talking about uh-huh. like legit number two. Legit number twos. Legit yeah, they don't. They not really happy with him over there too. They're talking about like okay, the number twos on the outside. Like I said, Tyler, Tyler Lockett can, but you mostly see him in the slot. I'm not trying to count slot receivers in this. Uh. Let's see. Oh Lord. Hold on. Wait a minute. At what point do you pull Ritter for how to get ready to start off slow? You don't. Man, no, you don't at all. You don't That's fucking question. Because that be that, 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 that the reason why I say you don't is like I said, that, that's that's gonna go exactly into what the issue is as far as where a lot of people thinking with this quarterback now when you're talking about starting off slow you talking about okay he don't throw 15 touchdowns in the first four games type of slow or are you talking about that that's where we got to kind of get the context of what he's talking about starting off slow because if they're winning should it matter if he throws for 15 touchdowns in the first four games Yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah, you got, you got to give more context on what you mean by starting off slow, because he may have like he 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 may he may average about two hundred and fifteen yards those first four games and have about seven touchdowns. Is that considered starting slow? Mm-hmm. So nice, like I said, nice attempt. But you got to be a little bit more specific as far as what 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 is starting slow to you. I mean, that's a lot of quarterbacks that uh, you know started off slow. We saw Eli Manning, we saw Peyton Manning, we saw 
Um, yeah, we even start, every quarterback started off slow. And we saw John Elway. John Elway was considered a major bust. Um, Steve Young, he started off, he was a mess at quarterback. So it's like we just want to give up. We want to just, all right, give up on guys because they started off slow. Okay. See, so, y'all about so- to piss. Y'all about to piss me off with that. I, I hate them fucking questions. Like shit, motherfuckers are just so impatient these days. I I really I like I said I I do not like when when people always say I mean what progression in general it's like again that's so that's so bland and basic because progression wise as it's progression like he could be see the thing is with quarterbacks and his players everybody's like all right he's not playing well. It's like, but what is progression? You cannot have you can you can see a, a player that has he's averaging two hundred yards a game, and you'll say to yourself, "Well, he only throwing the ball for two hundred. He's only had like one game where he had, um, you know, three hundred, three hundred, three hundred, three hundred. He only had like one game where he had like three hundred, you know, three hundred yards." one touchdown and one interception. But then you look at his stats um, and then you look at the win, it's like, oh, but we win it. I think you got to put it in perspective as far as accuracy and deep ball and all that. Look, all that nonsense, man, that shit don't matter, especially when your team is winning. You got to look at how the team is responding to the quarterback. So if a quarterback and the wide receivers are getting their ball, they're happy, everybody getting they, the necessary touches um, and, and um, targets. You got to take that in consideration. Is he getting the ball to his number one receiver? Those those are the things with Marcus Mariota. We were saying he wasn't getting the ball to his number one. He wasn't giving to his number two. So that's what he hit. Is this murder getting the ball to, Dick, uh, to Drake London? Is he getting the ball to... Um, Kyle Pitts is he getting the ball to Bijan Robinson? If he's doing that, and he's in the team and the offense isn't coming along, well, that's more of a chemistry issue rather than a player issue. So it's like, like just saying he his progression or his accuracy and all that goofy ass shit like that that like that don't matter. It's how the offense is flowing. How you getting the ball? Are you getting the ball to your best playmakers? Are you getting it to the to the guys? Um, like a like like a, a the tight end, like a John. Are these guys getting opportunities? If they're getting opportunities, I don't give a damn what he looks like. They're getting opportunities. Um, but like like I said, we can talk about our accuracy and all that type of stuff. And 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 Josh, that ain't even that ain't even true. If you can't throw deep passes, the uh, the defenses uh, they can stack the boxes. No, nah, no, nah, they can't. They can try to stack the boxes with this team, but they want to. So a deep, because a deep pass is, is technically fifteen plus. Fifteen plus. So you can stack the you can stack the box if you want to with this team. You gonna get eight up. It's I mean, we saw that with Matt Ryan. We saw that with Matt Ryan in in the first year. 
we didn't even have a running game with Matt Ryan. People stacked the box because we didn't have a running game. They did the same thing with Marcus Mariota. We saw games where they stacked and Marcus Mariota ate them, ate them alive. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Um, like I said, that like I said, you have to let him ride it out. I mean, hey, like if you pull him at the first at at the first op, the first glimpse of a mistake is then how you gonna see him it rise through adversity if you're easily to pull pull him if he makes one mistake. <clears throat> Like you said, it um the it's the very same reason why a lot of the younger quarterbacks that you see in this league is getting multiple opportunities. Yeah, you know, we just saw uh Trevor Lawrence. The first year he played, he looked like a deer lost in headlights. Uh-huh. Second year, you added a couple pieces around him. Now he looks like a better quarterback. Um, like you said, you you got um see, like Justin Herbert. He's another one of those guys where you go from year one to year two. Like you said, you see the progression. Josh Allen is another one. Um, as much as uh Kirk Cousins ain't shit half the time <laughs> to me, like you said, it's like I said, you gotta let these guys get out there and and prove themselves because, like I said, if you're quick to pull them after one mistake, what's the message that you send into the team? Uh-huh. What's the message you gonna send? Because, like I said, if you gonna if you pull that move with him, so let's say if they decided to get another guy next year if they feel like Ritter wasn't the guy you're going to have to pull the same shit but yeah like I said now nah, you got you got you have to let now nah, now nah, you're talking about if he if he's on the Nathan Peterman side of the game then we talking about something different yeah I, like I said <laughs> <laughs> he I, I, yeah, if he got that throwing seven interceptions in one game and shit, like then yeah, we need to we need to evaluate our our whole life. <laughs> right, but that's very interesting. I like this question right here. Brian Peoples came with the um money in the bank question. He said, "Who's their winner?" For uh, money in the bank this Saturday, well, this upcoming Saturday. Look, I hope it's anybody but LA night because I'm so tired. I think, of he's, going, I think he's going to win. I think he is going to win. <laughs> For some reason, I think it's going to be him. I mean, uh, look, all these retards yeah, out here talking. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's why I said. That's the reason why I hope he don't win. It's because of that. And if they don't, they're going to boot everybody in existence for the next month or so. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so stupid. It's stupid. I think, it, I think it'll be LA night. Cause I, don't, I, 
I I can't see it. I can't see nobody else because Damian Priest. No, I can't see him doing it. Even though they said they like they liking what he's doing right now. It, we damn sure know it ain't gonna be Ricochet because he, he, like I said, the spot monkeys never got them win those matches. <laughs> right. The, the, and no, we not calling him a monkey. We call him spot monkey. This, this is a this is a wrestling term where they call him like spot monkey. These basically guys <laughs> that just are put in matches to do some wild and crazy shit to make everybody go oh, just for them mm-hmm. to lose the match. We've seen Seth Rollins <laughs> do this for years. All the We've time. We've seen Jeff Hardy do this for years. We seen Kofi Kingston do this for years. Years. Yeah. We seen Spike Dudley do this for years. Oh Lord. <laughs> Spike. He's a guy that just put in these matches for the sole purpose of uh, of doing the most insane, crazy thing that nobody thinks they will see. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think it'll be LA night. And it's gonna be the most annoying time. It's gonna be some annoying shit. Bro, I'm already tired of it. That's why I said he he may end up winning it, but it's like cash on cash in money in the bank on another person. Like I'm 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 I do not wanna hear Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. LA night. Hey, hey. So 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 you're gonna get a LA Knight versus Seth Rollins program. <laughs> God, God, okay, God, I hate you. I hate you. You whoa, see. yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa. Like, no. Oh shit. Oh boy. <laughs> Bro, I need so to see. Weird. I need. I need to see that just so it'll piss Mike. Piss Mike off. I need to see that program. Bro, Lord, I, I, man. I mean, if, 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 if we get that match going, if we get that program going, we need. I might we, throw we, my own TV. Okay, I might throw that mother. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh man, but since there ain't, ain't really no more questions, man, we're gonna go ahead and wind it down for tonight, people. Like I said, we definitely <laughs> appreciate y'all tuning in. Like whoa, said, you're out, whoa, you're out, whoa, yeah, yeah. 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 Nah, bro. So, hey, like you said, man, y'all make sure y'all continue to uh, subscribe, six man K Styles, as well as Mad Mike Sports, Jew Talk Sports. Atlanta Falcon Nation, um, OG Truth Hurt. Um, <laughs> until next time, people. Uh, we ain't here to play. Oh no, we here to stay. Oh yeah, you ain't gotta go home. Oh, but you got to get the hell out of here. Oh yeah. Boy, boy, boy.
If you don't want to mean, then keep it clean, fellas. Trim those heads. You get a 20% off at Manscaped plus free shipping with the promo code AFN at manscaped.com.